What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wrestling Wiki with you, me, and we. That's all of us, baby, all here together, trapped in the internet with Al Gore, ready to learn about some of wrestling's greatest figures. I am with one of my most delicious friends on planet Earth, William Payne. How are you today, my man? I, I couldn't be better. It's a beautiful day in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm ready to give these jobbers and gimmick weirdos the attention they deserve. You know what? How are you? I'm doing great, man. It is a sunny day in Franklin, Indiana. All right. Got a cornfield in front of me, a cornfield behind me. All right. And it's corn all the way down. Yeah, dude. Franklin, Indiana. And it's pretty sweet, man. Like uh, the record biz is hot right now. And like my life's pretty dope. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, like Shaggy too dope, things are just even better as we get into this wrestling business tonight. So. <laughs> I don't need to learn about magnets. I need to learn about magnet wrestlers, people who draw my attention. And we're going to start. Oh, boo. You love that. <laughs> oh, boo. Happy. That was oh. extremely bad. <laughs> and uh, ha- this may be a little little late for whoever listeners listening, but a happy Mania Week to you, Will. Oh, yeah. Happy Mania Week. It's Yeah, I guess this will go out at least a week after Mania happens, but it's, uh, it's just before Mania Weekend uh, in real life. Uh, and, uh, I'm excited. I may, I may not watch as much of it as I usually do. This is a kind of a banner year for me. Um, I was at mania two years ago. You sure were. It was was the only time I've ever been. It was amazing. Um, and yeah, I'm going to definitely watch Saturday, but Sunday, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, just two nights. I don't know. I'm just not sure how I feel about the card, but I digress. That's not what we're here for today. We are here here for, no, no, no to get educated and I want to get educated by one of my dearest friends today with our jobber of the week and tell us about jobbers. Tell us the ethos of wrestling wiki and our thought on the term jobber. Yeah, this is an, this is an important disclaimer that we're going to start adding to every episode. Um, the term jobber has a very negative, uh, connotation. It, it means that you were insignificant or you just got squashed or you didn't have the, the impact that maybe a, a main eventer would have. Um, and I, I think we're trying to take it back. So the idea behind mm, mm. celebrating That's a shirt. jobbers. Take jobber we, back. <laughs> take jobber back. That's our first bit of merch. The The idea here isn't to like slam dunk on people who wrestled weird gimmicks or didn't necessarily get a, a push that they did or didn't deserve. The idea here is to celebrate the weird. It's what brought us into wrestling. It's what makes us happy every single week when we watch whatever show we're totally. watching. Um, so we we mean no disrespect. We 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 love wrestling. We're here to talk about wrestling. So when we talk about a jobber, it's really just and oh, and the other thing is that typically these people, if they had a long career in the WWE, for instance, in like the eighties, nineties, two thousands, they had other gimmicks. They had success yeah. or relative success. So if we talk about a, a jobber and talk about a gimmick, it doesn't necessarily doesn't mean forever. Equals. It may have been just yeah, like, hey, the, you were a jobber yes. for a moment, you know, in this weird yeah. gimmick. I mean, look at you know Isaac Yankum and Kane and yeah. like you know all just kind of that whole world, you know, like how famous examples of people who 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 did the job and then they got the the correct gimmick and moved forward. Yeah, man. So uh, with all that in mind, teach me, teach me, Dad. Yeah. Jobber of the week. Yeah. This is a this is a really really good one. I was really excited about this one. I I um 
I know that anyone listening to this podcast and of course Chris and I watch the occasional YouTube video that um, uh, that talks about like weird gimmicks or like weird jobbers. And this one has come up a couple times in my recollection, and I was super excited to jump down the rabbit hole. Uh, first of all, and I hope this becomes a tradition, uh, although that rests in your supple hands, Chris. Oh, uh, I'd like you to pop open the photo that I sent you earlier. Yes, please. Of, of this week's Jobber of the Week. That's right. P.N.News. Uh, the hard to say, hard to understand, original rapping wrestler, the proto professor of thugonomics. Please walk me through his outfit. Well, what I will tell you is I have gotten into wrestling trading cards uh, a little bit uh-huh. uh, recently, and he has a uh, there is a WCW card of him in '92 um, that nice. I very well may need to track down. Um, it's pretty pretty <clears throat> slick. Uh, basically, he looks and the way that swimsuit design and a lot of like pop culture design is now like looks like 90 stuff like out of being ironic this is not ironic at all and it just is like i don't know he looks like a can uh <laughs> i don't know i mean i i've been alerted he's about a 400 pound man so he just he's a 403 pound man yes build like, as 403 yeah he's wearing a large you know, singlet covered in pastels, a uh, gold chain that weighs more than, you know, I don't know, anything I own. And uh, he looks like he's ready to be cool, but also ready to wrestle. You know, that's probably a very favorable analysis. What I see is a bunch of a hodgepodge <laughs> of geometric shapes kind of. Uh, paper mache onto one of the largest men I've ever seen in my life. And some very unflattering. Okay. Um, I think I've the got color it. really I think highlights I've got a lot of the, for the listener. Okay. This looks uh-huh. like if potentially a larger man was cast to wrestle on fresh Prince of Bel Air, this would have been, it would have showed up like, Oh, I got will would have been like, I got to wrestle PN news next week. And he would have showed up. That is that's an extremely fair assessment. He looks like he looks like the television program Rocco's Modern Life to me. Uh, <laughs> so, so he, um, I'll just give you a super quick rundown of his um, his his gimmicks, his his wrestling names. He had success, uh, like many other jobbers. We want to be completely clear. He had plenty of success in ECW and in this Catch Wrestling Association, a wrestling association Chris and I keep on stumbling upon as we click through these Wikipedia you know, articles. It's did. a Canadian. I think they catched promotion. a lot of people and built them up. <laughs> All right, long live Catch Wrestling. All right. Yeah, I think I think catch wrestling. It might all roads lead to catch wrestling, and we may have to 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 do some <laughs> uh, some additional research. But uh, he wrestled as Cannonball Grizzly, most notable in uh, ECW. Uh, I think ECW, but at least in Catch. And then he um, wrestled as several other gimmicks. My favorite little tidbit from his list of uh, ring names was he wrestled as PN News, spelled as you'd expect, N E W S. But then he also wrestled as PN News, N-E-U-Z, which I think was a super cool, super big brain way to get around the fact that WCW owned his 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 wrestling name. So he put like on a it. flyer somewhere, like News it. spelled the most buck wild way. 
that I you look, can possibly think. I mean, I want to let you get through this efficiently, but I definitely like to put Z's on things too. So you know, I, I'm not here to complain. Totally. And it's it's also fair to it's also fair to point out, uh, and as the wrestler, as as the as the listener might be already furiously typing, his name is Paul New N E U. So he just put a Z on the end of his last name to form News. Uh, so there's that. <clears throat> anyway. He um, he wrestled around uh, as Cannonball Grizzly early on, uh, and then he got uh, the push in WCW uh, to be PM News. It was a, apparently uh, an homage to PM Dawn, a, a rapper that I'm not familiar with. Um, he had some he had some he, uh, an interesting feud with Stunning Steve Austin, which is super super interesting. Nice. Uh, so like, this is kind of this kind of. Uh, speaks to the grand tradition of our driver of the week pushing really important talent forward uh, that we all know Most about. Definitely. He also, uh, he all, <laughs> at that time, um, uh, Austin was um, partnering with Terry Taylor, which is hilarious. And then, um, it's the Hollywood blondes, right? Uh, I believe, I, I believe so. that's the tag team. No, no, the Hollywood blondes was no Hollywood blondes was, um, Pillman. Okay. Okay. I think Pillman, I, I forget who his partner was. Um, but he, his whole thing was that he rapped and just to, to, to put rap in really hard quotation marks, listener, this is like the, my name is William and I'm here to say, I'm here to wrestle in a wrestling way. (laughs) It's all very like proto 1991 rap. Um, his list of achievements is super, super, uh, low. He had this one feud with Austin. It seems like it all just kind of, um, it all just kind of fizzled out. He went to catch wrestling. He wrestled in England for a while. ECW brief, um, brief uh, stint. My favorite section of this is, uh, and you're not ready for this, Chris, because I think that this might destroy your brain. His personal life just lists that he was married to two women. It also says he has a first co- cousin named Mike Halak, who's best known for his stint in the WWF as who? Mantar. Oh man! His cousin is Mantar. That's amazing, you know. One of they say lightning. Of, they say lightning doesn't strike twice, but whoever, whichever of their parents are related, are just like the most legendary bloodline of all time. Because like that, yeah, yeah. I don't want to interrupt this, but that just feels like a like we've got two sons, and one's a a punter, and one's a field goal kicker. You know, right. <laughs> No, I mean it's it's how often does that happen? I mean, we all know about WWF and they made, like it to, the they made it they both made the it like as and, professional wrestlers in like the biggest organization. Like that is a win. That is a win. Yeah. Yeah. But they both happen to have some of the goofiest gimmicks and got like the most the most um you know, anemic pushes they could possibly get. Yeah. Uh or kind of DOA. Uh just uh, as we always do, want to list off some of his um some of his uh, belts and achievements. He was Rookie of the Year in WCW in 91. That's right. They put the Rookie of the Year on PN News. Uh, he al- he also, uh, in that same year, and I want to be very clear, they gave him Rookie of the Year in 1991. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Uncle Dave gave him Worst Ranked Match of the Year for his Bobby Eaton versus Steve Austin and Terry Taylor uh, sorry, rather, he teamed with Bobby Eaton versus uh, Austin and Taylor in a scaffold match at the Great American Bash. So how could he possibly <laughs> exist in these two separate ends of the spectrum? It's a tough time. 
He was also number 86 on the top on the on the PWI 591. 91 was That's the pretty only good. real year of 86 ain't for too his bad. like big time TV career. If we compare if we if we compare that to former entries so far in this, I think that's he's the highest ranked. Like he's achieved the highest rank of anyone we've talked to to date. Um, we ought to keep an eye on that whenever we bring up a, a, a job of the week. So yeah. just see, see where they land. So yeah, that's that's PN news, and I think that it's as a special treat for the listeners for your oral pleasure. Uh, Chris is gonna queue up a. A, a quick little rap just to give you a sense of the power of PN News. Um, the man, the legend. On July 14th, see the WCW crew. It's the Bash 91 on pay-per-view. Word up, Nikita Koloff will be taking on stage. They is gonna bust a move all over the ring. Now the nature boy, you know his name is Ray Flair, is gonna walk that aisle. Let's it better beware. It's the great American bat. You had better be there. Oh man, that was a great time. You know. <laughs> How do you feel after that, Will? Um feeling feeling hyped. I feel like I should probably be there. Uh, I feel like uh, I'm rethinking how many syllables I can fit into specific spaces in a kind of rhythmic uh, way. Uh, but yeah, I think PN News. I mean, you can tell because like the early, the early, that, that's the era economic stuff. It's, it's era. That's that's hammer yeah. pants era all the way. That beat. Oh, that, it's, that it's, snare. That it's gated bad. reverb snare. Come on. And what you and what you couldn't and what you couldn't see, listener was like some really goofy like hand motions. He couldn't figure out what to do with his hands. He was wearing a cool windbreaker. It was all great. It's good stuff. He had some beautiful ladies dancing though. I mean that's half the battle. Sure you did. Know? So you know And he went back to Omaha, Nebraska and kissed one of his two wives and bless him. Good for him, man. Hey, thank you so much for uh proselytizing us about PN News today. <laughs> it's it's been my pleasure. All right, I'm sure it would be. Um, are you ready for this week's main eventer? I could not be more ready. Frankly. All right, so we're only a couple of episodes in, and this one's already a bit of a swerve. This man was a wrestler, but he was okay. more manager than wrestler. Okay. All right, but his his gimmicks are so legendary that he is perfect for this podcast today. His, his manager gimmicks. Yes, and his wrestling okay. gimmicks. He has okay, so okay. much going for him. Um, I've sent you a link if you choose okay. to follow along on some of it. There is so much uh, okay. great info that I'm going to bounce around. I've done some healthy research. All right. Today, we are talking about the one, the only, Kenny Casanova. It sounds, it sounds exciting. So Kenny Casanova was born May 1971 and is American pro wrestler, Pro wrestling manager with, I feel like he wrote his Wikipedia with international success and semi-retirement and author and also a DJ. You can book him to be a DJ at your wedding. All right. And can we talk about the photo, please? So in this particular photo, okay, he, he has many oh gimmicks. God. He kind of looks like uh, one of the guys from the Mythbusters and like a zany, you know, like zebra print, you know, uh, tuxedo rental. <laughs> there are so many patterns on this man's body currently 
that I'm having a bit of a hard time kind it looks of processing like the imp- zebra print, there. crushed red velvet, and cow print huh? hat with red sunglasses yes. to match the red crushed velvet. Well, and he's doing like a lounge singer, like old Jewish comedian in the cat skills, like, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. It's all very strange. I'm, <laughs> I'm so primed for the, whatever knowledge you have. There's a lot. Um, so I'm going to, there's just so much. So I'm going to get into it. Um, he's born in please. Pennsylvania. Uh, he is currently, it says, in living in New York. Um, his ring names, uh, Kenny Casanova. He does, all of his ring names aren't even on here, by the way. I have uh, went through some of these. Uh, so Kenny Casanova, and some of these are are factions that he managed. To be clear, okay. the Prince of Passion, Monkey Mulligan, uh, Jimmy Giblets, Orvin Jimmy Bennett, Jim. the Pie Mafia, Camp <laughs> Casanova, and he was also wrestled in drag as Kendra Casanova. Um, of course he did. <laughs> of course he did. Um, he is best known as a pro wrestler on the Northeast Circuit. And he was inducted in the 2010 New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Nice. nice. Um, over his career, he wrestled, ring announced, acted as a color commentator, acted as a wrestling manager uh, for many international names. I'm blown away by this. And so, a few names that he regularly managed and co- and that is connected to are Luke Harper, Damian Sandow, okay. King Kong Bundy, Nikola Col- uh, Nikolai Volkov. Public okay. Enemies, Rocco Rock, a Demolition, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, uh, Kamala, and Japanese wrestler Shockwave the Robot. <laughs> which, which I can I tell you how disappointed I was that Shockwave the Robot wasn't a clickable okay, link so on Wikipedia. I started doing research on Shockwave the Robot. Um, if there's, <laughs> if I can get enough of an episode with him, I will. Don't worry. I'm watching him <laughs> wrestle Hornswoggle today. Okay. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. He's an active wrestler. <laughs> okay. Oh so we God. play our get if everybody gets vaccinated, we might get to see Shockwave the robot, you know? Um Casanova had an extent. We gotta go on a Jabba World Tour just to like catch some of our favorite. <laughs> I just wanna be rich enough to quit our jobs and just go watch like really obscure wrestling across the globe. <laughs> That would be the dream. Um, Casanova's had extensive pro wrestling feuds with the Patriot, uh, Tito Santana, and Jake Roberts. That is Which news is to me, um, to say the least. I did not know that he had a feud with Jake Remember Roberts. Jake Roberts, when was he last, like, because this guy's only 49 years old. When was Jake Roberts last, like, in action? So, uh, that's TBD. I mean, he's doing stuff now on TV. My guess sure. is a lot of this is, like, after they left wwf um a lot of these feuds which is awesome that he was there like to get to be part of this and some of this he was on the early end of guys so right um in the late 90s through 2010 kenny managed kamala under a mask as kimchi uh for different promotions and as i learned about this there's multiple kimchis um which is so cool um yeah because because didn't um didn't was it Lombardi who wrestled Correct, as you kimchi? are. Steve Steve Lombardi was the first kimchi. It's a Got real it. doink it's a real doink situation. Um, <laughs> this eventually led to Kenny ghostwriting Kamala's autobiography, Kamala Speaks. The book That's helped awesome. successfully fund a Kickstarter to help offset medical costs after Kamala lost both his legs to diabetes in twenty eleven. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um diabetes aside. Like it's awesome that like yeah. you know, he did something good with his talent. 
Um, he has written or co-written several books for Walking Hot on Waffles Publishing. <laughs> Walking on Hot Waffles. <laughs> <laughs> Including Kamala Speaks, Struttin' and Cuttin' with Brutus Beefcake, Vader Time with Big Van Vader, Cebu, awesome. Scar, Silence, and Superglue, and Mr. X, The Life Story of Dangerous Danny Davis. Um, he's also written a time travel novel entitled Tag. <laughs> And he played a role in the publication of Brute Power, the autobiography of Bugsy McGraw. Um, and I learned about Bugsy McGraw. Bugsy McGraw is from Indiana. I learned about him today. And I really like his gimmick. Uh, he's just like the most backwoodsy version of, you know, the people I live around. And I hope to <laughs> <laughs> I hope to do a future a future deep dive on Bugsy McGraw. So okay. he is uh billed from the armpit of America, Albany, New York. <laughs> <laughs> and he was trained by uh, uh, a few different people, but most notably Matt Osborne and Bam Bam Bigelow. Matt Osborne, the original okay. Doink, and also Bam Bam Bigelow is a is a a big big dude. Yeah. And this guy's you know five eleven, two hundred pounds. Okay, so I'm gonna get. There's a lot of info, and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a ten more interesting facts, like in order that I just found so fascinating about this man. And he is an example. He is such a great example of like this idea of like, Hey, this guy was never perceived as this main eventer or like, you know, this wasn't Bobby the brain, you know, but like this guy made a living and has had like a fun freaking life with wrestling. Yeah. And it's, it feels awesome. Um, so early years before becoming a pro wrestling pers- personality, um, as a high school student in the spring of 1988, Kenny sold tickets and helped coordinate backstage for a wrestling promotion called WWWF. The initial experience was for a MS fundraiser. He's already a good dude in like 1988, put together by legendary yeah. wrestling manager Captain Lou Albano. Um, Kenny Casanova's national. A uh, wrestling career began initially as a ring announcer for WWF in the summer of 94. Oh. Pretty cool. He also yeah. appeared on WWF Superstars Wrestling and WWF All-American Wrestling. In the fall of 94, Casanova attended, attended a professional wrestling school in New York with his friend and ring of, friend, ring of honor and ECW wrestler H.C. Locke as a trainer. Casanova trained under T.C. Reynolds, Doink the Clown, <laughs> so many doinks um yeah a lot of doinks every weekend for the course of 15 months and i love this wow. trying to learn every physical comedy spot he could he focused now he took he had a chance to do the body guy course or the technical wrestler course he chose the physical comedy and he's like i want to train with the best the i gotta train with a doink <laughs> doink the clown <laughs> oh man <laughs> He oh, learned man. many spots and a great deal training under Tom Brandy, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Superfly Jimmy Snuka, being fully immersed as a rookie uh, and run by the USWF. Kenny's class included other Northeast professional wrestlers, including Locke, uh, Thorn Sweet Pete Waters, Hot Bod Todd <laughs> Taylor, and Danger Dave Dijon. It was during this time... <laughs> <laughs> Did you look up Hot Bod Todd Taylor? <laughs> I, look, I didn't want to get malware. Well, I'll, I'll try later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was during this time that Casanova and his colleagues had partnered up with a radio station. 
Um, in particular, DJs and wrestling fans, Anarchist Arn Abate and Captain Lou G. Lou Grafe. That's a lot. Can't imagine why that didn't catch on. In the capital region of New York for promotion of a number of upcoming new breed wrestling events. So he's already out the gates flying. He starts mm-hmm. off just trying to do a good thing, becomes like a personality, starts getting trained, comedy spots, and uh, now he's into second promotion. Uh, the United States Wrestling Federation. And the United States Wrestling Federation, operating out of Elmira, New York, was Kenny Casanova's first break. I love this story. Um, also, the new breed. Kenny Casanova managed and wrestled his first team called Damage Incorporated. Um, <laughs> they, with, that contained Danger, Dave Dijon, and Hazard. He led Danger and Hazard to the USWF tag titles. Kenny Casanova also had a feud with Steve Carino, um, but would later take on Sal- Salvatore Sincere, Tom Brandy's alter ego, a key member of Camp Casanova, which we'll talk about later. That's one of his big factions. Okay. Yeah. He, he also managed the Hollywood escort, Sweet Pete Waters. <laughs> Sweet Pete. Now, this this is a faction. I'm just going to give you the names of these people. Yeah. And, and like, this is like, you know, uh, the casserole of you know wrestlers because no two are alike so he he had a faction and he managed the hollywood escort sweet beat waters mole man chris maxman papa chill hc lock the milwaukee mauler and king kalua as well as salvatore sincere that sounds like just a mishmash look we're gonna make a wrestling casserole here and you're all gonna be champions under my guidance. I love it. God. Can he start? That's a, witch, that's a witch's brew. Just a little dash of mole man. <laughs> to really <laughs> that, round like, it out. That's like six episodes right there. Can uh, started with the USWF. Then left for a rival promotion called New Breed Wrestling in 97. Um, and he went on to actually wrestle for WWA, New Wrestling, World of Hurt Wrestling, TSW in Vermont, and many other independents in the Northeast wrestling scene. New Breed Wrestling. In April of 97, King Kong Bundy resurfaced in magazines when he joined Kenny Casanova's faction called Camp Casanova, along with Danger, uh, Dave Dijon, and the Masked Maniac at times throughout the Northeast. A bunch of different promotions. In a match mm-hmm. against the seven-foot-tall Primo Carna III, Bundy knee-dropped his opponent and then Bundy splashed him. The impact actually broke the ring, leaving the two grapplers in a pit in the center of the squared circle. The independent footage was picked up by Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and after this incident, a battle royal to crown the first ever NBW heavyweight champ was scheduled to happen. This is amazing. This is this is like independent booking 101. However, it could not yeah. be a traditional over-the-top battle royal, as Bundy had destroyed the ring. Like they couldn't put it back together. <laughs> Kenny Casanova, yeah, sharp as attack. For one ring. Right. <laughs> sharp as attack, Kenny Casanova quickly changed it to a reverse battle royal where the first man who could enter the ring would become the winner. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm imagining being somewhere 
and like someone rings a bell and just people are wrestling all over the building just trying to get to the ring i want to see that <laughs> that's that's so good and then when you get, and also when you get into the ring it's like a bomb went off so like when you get in you slide into an actual pit <laughs> right oh that's so good uh, the, I've amazing. never heard a rever- of a reverse battle royal till right now. Um, it should be a thing. That should uh, be a thing again. Kenny Casanova's quick thinking led to this to his man Iron Mike Sharp as the winner and first champion. That makes sense. That's good management. Um, yeah. Kenny Casanova also ran his first stint in drag as Kendra Casanova, wrestling as his own sister to obtain the NBW Ladies Championship. Meeting, beating Miss Patricia and Missy Hyatt on several on separate occasions for the title. Mm. What a different time Unless, than I... it's a, it's a real it's a real Myrtle Urkel situation. <laughs> also, like that's like, that's like the first in like a or not the first. It's like one in a line of like a hundred really bad moves to dress a goofy guy up in drag and have him win the the ladies championship yeah. like didn't wwf do that at one yeah point yeah with like um, eugene or something awful yeah the pictures of of no disrespect to kendra casanova but they are not flattering um <laughs> yeah, that's hardly the point but yes i i, <laughs> but, like, I, I know but, what you're saying no. here um <laughs> eastern states wrestling <laughs> while kenny mostly managed and did wrestle in battle royals um, and tag team matches where little competition was provided for by his behalf. Kenny's first single competition, he's already been in the business now for a while, was an ESW on August 15, 99, against his former ally, John Diamond. Mm. Um, he wrestled under a mask as the Jive Turkey Jimmy Giblets. <laughs> of course he did. Jimmy Giblets. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, you're gonna love this um, it's just uh-huh. <laughs> what a treasure um after uh-huh. I, wa- <laughs> oh, I want merch for uh-huh. all of these wrestlers i want to wear yeah. their apparel yes. every day of my life um after more matches with esw kenny casanova held the battle royal championship as well as the ecw woman's title in eastern states wrestling of course he did Gosh, it was also in the ESW that Kenny Casanova added a karaoke gimmick to his character, singing at ringside during intermission and sometimes as his own entrance to the ring. <laughs> which which lends itself so perfectly to the hilarious picture uh... <laughs> on his Wikipedia page where he looks like the carpet at a at like a Holiday Inn Express. Uh, so it all it all fits together. Uh, he actually had, uh, you. It's not in my notes, but I saw it. He had a karaoke wrestling world championship belt that he would carry around. Um, That's fantastic. Oh, all right, man. This is. Uh, I got to get through this so that I don't like explode on the last ten more facts. <laughs> world. Please. He he's now moving to world of hurt wrestling. I, what a great, what a great name. Uh, Kenny Casanova's primary, also, which is the same, which is the same acronym as "Walking on Hot Waffles." His his uh, mm. his weird publication. That's like a his good weird call. Publishing company. Potentially, there's a connection there. Oh, you're so clever. I wouldn't have noticed that. I wouldn't have had such a keen <laughs> eye. 
<laughs> that's what you pay me the big bucks for, man. No, that's why I'm here. That's true. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, no, you're all good. Kenny Casanova was primarily a manager uh, with World of Hurt Wrestling and or World of Hot Waffles, a federation out of upstate New mm-hmm. York from 99 to 2003 with good coverage from PWI. Nice. He was again okay. allied with Dave Danger Dijon. I imagine him and Dave Danger just rolling up and down the Northeast a lot, and that that's, that puts a little little sparkle in my heart. Um, yeah. So him and Dave Danger, uh, and they feuded with him off and on for the entire run of the Federation. Here he held, golly, this guy's dominant in all Still the wrong ways. Still with the women's title. Here he held the women's title on <laughs> yeah. several occasions as Kendra Casanova beating Miss Deville, Barbie, and Kayla Sparks. Man, Barbie is a lazy wrestling name. No offense. Um, it's pretty rough, yeah. yeah. Put, some, put some effort. Put some sauce on it like Jimmy Giblets or Hot Bod Todd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give, me, give, me a little bit, give me a little Mahler. bit of effort. Uh, Milwaukee or the Mole Man. The Mole Man. Oh, man. His, his first tag team oh, to man. find World of Hurt Wrestling Gold was Damage Incorporated. Danger and Mike Hardy and HC Locke. He also managed Camp Casanova under Old School Revolution, a breakdance type gimmick with members, and I kid you not, Brody Lee, Shayna, Miss DeVille, and Buttery Burt Williams. Buttery Burt Williams. In the same promotion, we have Dave Danger and Buttery Burt. I want hey, everyone Barbie. to understand the disservice that was done. Brody Lee, the exalted one, at one point <laughs> was paired up with Buttery Burt Williams. No no shade to Buttery Burt Williams. But I also want you to understand that life, you know, when you're chasing your dreams, there's going to be some moments that you're going to probably be like, man, is this this the thing? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? <sighs> I you love just got to press through. I, I'd imagine he woke up every morning and was like, I, one day I'll be a I'll be a, a main guy. I just got to get through the buttery Burt phase of my yeah. career. <laughs> also, I went on to uh, Kenny Casanova's Twitter, and there's actually pictures uh-huh. of uh, Brody Lee in like this gimmick, which is kind of cool to see. Um, I'd love to see that. Yeah, it's a good look. Um, I really enjoy this. Uh, you know, I, I'll talk about it more. <sighs> now, now's a good time to talk about it. Okay. So let me pull up this extra bit of information. Uh, he wrestled a little bit more with World of Hurt Wrestling and New Millennium Wrestling. And his two favorite gimmicks that I enjoy, and he has so many good gimmicks, are uh, with these federations. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to do a little a little dive into these, talk about his accomplishments, and then 10 extra facts about Kenny Casanova. Because this man is a walking Thanks. legend. I would like, I'd pay 20 bucks to take a picture <laughs> with him. Huh. <laughs> okay. That's the that's the minimum. That's like the that's like the accolade that would you would you do a twenty dollar meet and greet with this wrestler? Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. tomorrow. Um tomorrow. So in World of Hurt Wrestling, he headed up a um goodness gracious. And both new Millennium Wrestling, I think it came in and they did this gimmick in both federations. Um a faction called mm-hmm. Pie Mafia and monkey mulligan (sighs) (laughs) Kenny Casanova traveled with a lot of wrestlers and was notorious for carrying too much stuff 
He always had a few gear bags as he almost always changed clothes between matches. Also adding to a cramped ride since Kenny was used to managing multiple wrestlers often on one show. That's awesome. That meant he had a lot of stuff. Um, The funny thing is Kenny also brought clothes for other people. Two gimmicks that Kenny often lugged with him to shows were Monkey Mulligan and the Pie Mafia. (laughs) Monkey Mulligan is just ridiculous. The gimmick is essentially a Hulk Hogan ripoff, but in a full furry gorilla costume. The role has been reprised by many people, including Shockwave the Robot, Jeff Starr, Timmy Ite. Unbelievable. (laughs) Timmy Ite, Chip Stetson, Shea Whitney, and anyone Kenny could convince to put on the costume. Usually the gimmick was used in battle royals for comic relief or Royal Rumble-like attractions. Uh, I would imagine being a huge fan of Northeast wrestling. And like yeah. your favorite wrestler is Monkey Mulligan. And you're yeah. like, man, I haven't seen him in like eight months. And you're at like a local, like super pay-per-view sort of, so to speak, High up in the Northeast. Gym. Yeah. It's packed out. And your boy Monkey Mulligan comes running out there. Man. And and unbeknownst to you, it's Shockwave the Robot, your other favorite wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's I like, think it's like I a think two my scoop Sunday. wrestler is Shockwave the Robot. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. This is again no shade. Yeah. I watched a Shockwave and Hornswoggle match today, and Shockwave's move set. Yeah, like I didn't love his move set. I love the thought of oh, Shockwave man. the Robot more than I did, you know, his in ring action. But maybe it was just. Uh, well, then let me let me. Let me just love him in theory. Don't let's not. No, I don't want to see him no. in real life and ruin the, the yeah. illusion that I have no, in my he's, head. Look, he's forever beautiful. He's a robot. Okay, we just polish him up. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, I got it. <sighs> Moving on, his second mm-hmm. per, for me personal little faction thing he led. Uh, this is oh, this is so good. Called the Pie Mafia. Pie Mafia gear was even worse to drive with in a car for three hours, though everyone loved doing it when Kenny asked for recruits. The Pie Mafia gear bag is a huge green suitcase containing eight matching black trench coats with fedora hats, sunglasses, and a violin case holding a pie tin and a spray can of whipped cream. (laughs) (laughs) This gimmick is silly. Yeah, go ahead. It's derivative in that it is both pies and mafia. It is exactly the sum of its parts. Yeah, yeah. All right. That look good products, truly. Like the name <laughs> tells you what it is. Yeah. All right. Yeah, 100%. All right. And Pie Mafia is like, yo, we're a mafia with pies. Um, yeah. This gimmick, yep. as silly as it was, was, a real as get, was as real as wrestling gets. The way it worked... <laughs> as Kenny would conspire with the promoter to figure out who would probably have the worst match on the card. That's <laughs> <laughs> so much inside baseball. He showed up and immediately started slam dunking on people on the own, his own card. Man, it'd be a bummer. It's like your first match, but you were aware of this guy. And you're like, oh, and you see him. You're like, oh, man, dang it. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the pies. Tonight's the night. <laughs> I got my family here to watch me. I'm all excited, and I'm getting pied. Um, (laughs) During the match, and unbeknownst to the victim, Kenny would ensemble his group and have them gear up in the locker room. Once the Pie Mafia uh, was together, they 
they went together to storm the ring to the old spy hunter theme Peter Gunn. The trench-coated okay. wrestlers would storm the ring from all sides and grab the victim and hold him still. From there, Kenny Casanova in a white hat as his alter ego, Alamode. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man, that's good. What a time this was to be alive. Um, would signal yeah, for, man, we, we really blew it. We blew it. <laughs> he would signal for one of his cronies to hold up the violin case right to the right of the victim. He would kiss the unsuspecting wrestler on both cheeks and often whisper, you better sell this. Then he would make a cream pie, <laughs> <laughs> bounce off the ropes, and nail the victim in the face. You're kidding me. <laughs> See, whenever I first learned about this, and I'm just learning and reading, there was no way I could have expected he was going to run the ropes to do it. Yeah. Running the ropes to do it's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I mean, there's, it's one of those, here's the beauty of wrestling. Like, this is why we love it. If you just saying the pie mafia where a bunch of goons dress up as gangsters uh, and throw pies at people is objectively dumb. But, but I the idea like I would that already it's taken be super, super seriously excited. and this man actually... Oh, sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. Like this is like, it, no, it's it's beautiful. It's 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 the fact that like people loved it is the is proof that he sold the hell out of it, or rather he like worked the hell out of it, and people sold the hell out of it, and it was great. Oh man, I'm just imagining someone taking like the bump, like The Rock would take a stunner from this thing. <laughs> uh, so then he would yes. make make a cream pie, bounce off the ropes, nail the victim in the face. After the crime was committed, the Pie Mafia would run as fast as they could out of the ring. <sighs> so, as we come down to some of his little, I don't say little, some of his accomplishments, and they are many, um, I want to just, I want to be brief through these and then just end on these 10 amazing facts because I think we're going to have some good dialogue about some of these said facts. So, okay. Um, He's featured in a bunch of, uh, you know, wrestling magazines, PWI multiple times, things like that, which is pretty cool. Never ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, wrestling never ranked. Well, I mean, he wasn't really a wrestler. He was always like a manager most of the time. Right. Um, yeah. So wrestling championships and accomplishment. He was the ESW ladies champion one time. He sure was. He held the belt for a long time. Yeah. Team. Yeah. Real, real Titan of the territory. Um, Mm-hmm. He was the Genesis Tag Team Championship with Marty the Party Vane. Um, God, so good. New Breed Wrestling, uh, ladies champion once more. World yep. of Hurt Wrestling, once again, ladies champion. He he held way more belts as Kendra than as Kenny. That's uh, yeah. That's that's. It's important to say he he held four belts and three of them were women's t- women's title belts. Well, the joke's on you cuz he's in the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. So <laughs> <laughs> the class and the class that he's been there for ten, for 11 years. Yeah. He's um, a, he's not like a recent addition. His books are actually really like pretty impressive. Yeah, these seem like super interesting. Like he's co-wrote Kamala Speaks. Uh he co-wrote mm-hmm. a book with Brutus the Barber Beefcake, um a book with Sebu, a book with Big Van Vader, Tito Santana, um, he also did a fiction book, Cactus Jack and the Bingstock, co-wrote with, with Mick Foley. 
That's awesome. Um, oh, cool. He wrote a. Is book. that like a kids a kids? I would imagine. I would imagine. Um, and he wrote a book be. in 2020 that I would like to see, uh, Demolition on Mars. This just sounds amazing. Like, just sounds like a good time. Um, and Kansas Jack and the Beanstalk. By the way, just just for the record, whenever Chris says something cool and doesn't elaborate on it, I immediately Google it so I have some follow do. up to Please some do. stuff. Please do. Please <laughs> do. What do you got? What do you got on Cactus Jack oh, and the Beanstalk? It's a, it looks great. It's a, it's a coloring book, uh, and it's <laughs> it's it's a picture of Cactus Jack uh, doing finger guns on top of a, a beanstalk. It it's, looks great. It's a coloring I, I, book. Yeah, I, it's on it's on Amazon. Wow. It looks great. It's a coloring comic book. Uh, um, it's got it's got five it's got five ratings. Okay, um, if anyone anyone who leaves a review for this podcast and tags us however you can we will we will give away a copy of cactus jack and the beanstalk yeah for sure i think that's a good call um also he's been a teacher and as a teacher kenny casanova was awarded a fifty thousand dollar scholarship in 07 from the japanese government to act as an american educational ambassador for their country that's awesome he spent six weeks in japan Visiting many different schools in both Tokyo and Kumoto, Japan. This guy rules. This guy rules. This guy rules. So amazing. He has. He's just a walking buffet of just just fun. <clears throat> he seems like he'd be a fun dude. So these are and I had to trim this down. That I had more than yeah. this. Um, and as much I want as much dialogue as possible from you as we go through this. Okay. okay. Any, anything that sticks Please. out to you. And these are sort of in a chronological order. 10 more interesting facts about Kenny Casanova. Kenny Casanova managed as discussed earlier, a thorn, AKA sweet Pete waters in a series of matches against Love. maniac, Jim Deo nails, former du- Rick, the model Martel and edge and Christian. Oh, Whoa. Yeah. And that's gotta be early. That's early. Yeah. So that, I mean they're those guys are only in their forties now. So like this that would have been when they were like making their debut. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh in April nineteen ninety seven, Kenny Casanova participated in a sing off with Nikolai Volkov. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fantastic. As one does. Um as discussed earlier. Kenny Casanova began managing King Kong Bundy in a match that actually helped bring a lot of spotlight back to King Kong Bundy when the ring actually broke and Kenny Casanova, ever the sharp man, created, to the best of our knowledge, the first ever reverse battle royal. That's so good. Gosh. It better not have been the last. I feel like that is a... you're leaving, Listen, if anyone here runs a local promotion or has anything to do with a local promotion, you're leaving money on the table. If you don't have a reverse battle royal, the, uh, the it is completely endless the possibilities. They have wrestling at the basement east occasionally, right? I'm wearing the shirt. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anybody who's in the greater in, in the anyone who's in the middle Tennessee area and the like, you know, Quad County area, you got to get uh, to Nashville to watch an SUP Subgraps show. They put on a hell of a show. A lot of the guys you see on NXT uh, and AEW have wrestled. I've watched uh, like 
uh, more than a dozen people who are on television now wrestle there. And yes, they've done some wild crowd spots there, but nobody has done a reverse battle royal, which would be incredible. I need to go with you, and we're just going to chant reverse battle royal and see if it, you know, <laughs> just see what See happens. if anybody knows what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. Um, this is so great. <laughs> Next up, in the fall of 98, Brutus the Barber Beefcake put Kenny out in a sleeper and attempted to cut his hair. Since Kenny has a shaved head already, Brutus shaved off his trademark beard slash goatee. Oh, man. Probably an upgrade, frankly. I mean, look, it looked probably looked really good at the time, though. Um, you know, that was of the time. Uh, January 99, Kenny Casanova started a series of matches <laughs> with Danger and Hazard against Doink the Clown and Sergeant Slaughter. That's amazing. Whoa. And Whoa. Ken- Kenny Casanova was Cobra clutched at the end each time. <laughs> <laughs> well so you could say that he's he's also extremely humble then yeah clearly and like what an honor though like see so many of these things he was made humble he's getting to work with legends you know because yeah. he's willing to like do the job do cool stuff like have fun mm-hmm. i love it in spring of 99 it was more about the art to, it was more about the art to kenny casanova i feel like if anybody if he had any ego he would be upset about not being the, the the guy. But the fact that he's willing to do all this wild stuff means that he was just in it for the fun. Yeah, man. And that, oh, I love it. January 99, mm-hmm. uh, or spring of 99, Kenny Casanova beat Sweet Destiny for the ESW ladies title due to a no-show sh- no on her behalf. So one of his wrestling belts, <laughs> <laughs> he won. because the girl Because the girl no-showed. <laughs> oh my that it's unbelievable i'm wondering if this guy's married or like if he was just dating at the time and i'm just imagining the stories he's telling people like you know he's like oh man like i won the belt you know like how'd it happen she didn't show up she didn't show up here's a fun fact i won third place in a metro nashville like shoot wrestling tournament when I was in middle school. Oh, wow. Um, and I, I was catapulted into the top contender match, the quarterfinals, the semifinals due to two no shows. <laughs> so I showed up to like an all day wrestling tournament. Didn't wrestle until I wrestled like the guy who ended up winning. He destroyed me. And then I wrestled in the consolation match for third place and won. So I only won one wrestling match and got a, got a medal. That's hey, I like the I like the math. Um, Thank that, you. That's amazing. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> on occasion, on occasion, Kenny Casanova played the role of Kimchi when he worked with Kamala in the upstate New York and New Jersey area. As discussed earlier, there are multiple Kimchis, with the first being the legend Steve Lombardi. Abe Knuckleball himself. <sighs> Here's a couple more amazing <sighs> factions. Summer and fall of 06, Kenny reunites with Sweet Pete and buttery Burt Williams to create the Brazilian Hug Squad, <laughs> a group that hugs everyone constantly <laughs> to nausea. <laughs> oh my God, I can't. <laughs> if Can you, you go to his website, there's some great pictures. 
Can you imagine getting uh, hugged aggressively by a man named <laughs> Sweet Pete and Buttery Bert? <laughs> buttery Bert. <laughs> the Brazilian hug squad. <laughs> Unbelievable. And they're like, and, that, and, and we can see the fingerprints of them on modern wrestling. I mean, what would the best friends be if not for the Brazilian hug squad? I mean, what do you want to bet that Spirit Squad came out of Brazilian hug? Like, it's just all kind of there. Like, it's just I'm telling you. This is cool. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Fall 2009, Kenny Casanova managed the French Connection versus Greg the Hammer Valentine and Ric Flair's son, Reed Flair, in his debut match. And Greg the Hammer must have been pretty, pretty beat up by then. I feel like I would he, imagine. He, yeah, I would imagine. But that's wow, cool Reed that Flair. he got to work with Reed Flair in his first match. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Tragic tale, but still yes. cool. And then in, this is this is this is classic Kenny. And April eighteenth, twenty ten, the fifth annual New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame induction ceremony held its second annual dinner banquet. Man, so many consonants. And inducted Kenny Casanova. Um, huh, they honored 20 international wrestling superstars and personalities for their impact on professional wrestling in and around New England, including Jimmy S- Superfly, Jimmy Snuka, Larry Zabisco, and former Camp Casanova member Rocco Rock of Public Enemy. In his induction mm-hmm. speech, Kenny jumped on Jimmy Snuka's lap and sang the Love Boat TV song to him. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which, as we know, is a really, really, really dangerous thing to do because Jimmy Superfly Snuka may have actually killed somebody uh, in real life. Yeah, it's it it, it looks suspect at best. Um, and uh, yeah, wow. these are the and yeah, these are the uh, life and times of Kenny Casanova. How do you feel today? I feel. I feel enriched. I feel better than I did about uh, 59 minutes and 19 seconds ago before I I knew who Kenny Casanova was. And I also want to just like just put a a little bow on all of this. I was running a couple searches while you were talking through and these these gimmicks, the people that he was managing. I couldn't let go of some of those names. As you know, yeah. I haven't Googled up on Buttery Bird. I feel like I don't want to get too knowledgeable before I ruin potentially a job over the week. But <clears throat> I Googled Hot Bod Todd, <laughs> uh, and the only hits were this Wikipedia article, a write-up that Kenny did. By the way, Kenny seems like he has a heart of gold. He is putting over all of his friends on his own website, which is where I think you got a lot He's of these He's got snacks. a great website. But also, I'd like you to – oh, yeah. And it's well, – I mean, it, it looks like trash – but it like it is like full of information. I would like you to navigate your it looks outdated. web browser. It looks outdated. Chris. Looks outdated. Yes. Show yeah. some respect. Show some respect. Trash by today's standards. Yes. Yeah. Con- yeah continue on. Continue on. But I'd like you to navigate navigate your web browser, please, to hotbodtod.com, which is not a secure website. Wow. My Google Chrome browser is telling me. <sighs> and uh, hotbodtod.com is just a picture of a man. In what looks like a funeral home, wearing a gold speedo. I'm assuming this is Hot Bod Todd. He looks a little bit like. Um, Do I need to clear uh, my Rocky cash from after this? Or a picture show. You you might want to you might want to clear your Bowser history. Whoa, so why'd you do this doing. to me? Why'd you do this to me? But I also, but I also want to point your your attention to the quotes where it says, 
In case the world has forgotten, Hot Bod Todd, a referee that boasts having worked with WWE, WCW, and ECW, is still a bastard even today. Here are some of the quotes from the people that love him. And then there is a series of quotes, starting with Kenny Casanova, that says, Todd is the cheapest person around. Then you get one from Slammin' Dan Scrody saying, <laughs> yo, like I still can't figure out why WWE paid him so much money. Sweet Pete Waters, crowd favorite, says, Todd's just a dick. <laughs> and then Gina, described as Todd's poor wife, says, he's so stingy, he makes me pay for sex. So oh Hot Bod Todd, I uh, just found out, was a referee and is apparently very cheap. And there's a whole website, hotbodtod.com. It's a one-page one website. It's a one-page yeah. uh I'll do the world the favor of reading the FAQs at the bottom. Please, please and thank you. <sighs> what is the difference between Hotbot Todd and a canoe? Canoe's tip. When Todd plays football. It's, <laughs> it's so bad. When Todd plays football, what is his main objective? To get the quarterback. <laughs> it's someone <laughs> the FAQs are just like elementary school jokes this hotbodtod.com is now my new favorite web page I hope one day <laughs> to be as beloved to have a one pager made about me while I'm wearing some suggestive articles of clothing Look at that picture. It looks like he's in an actual funeral home. It looks like he's in like the the reception parlor at the local funeral home. I yeah, to be buried by your friends on a web page that has probably been around since 1999 is probably the greatest honor. And Kenny Kenny Casanova's behind it all. I know it. I mean, there can be no greater honor, no greater pleasure <laughs> than to be dunked on by your friends. <laughs> Kenny Casanova really may be the best of us. You you have sold me so completely on Kenny Casanova. Because like it's just his whole story is like it just seems like hey he took whatever he could and made it into something and like and he's made a life out of this. He like, was a vaudevillian for real, for real. He's he is he's a, a walking variety act like his he didn't give a crap about the wrestling he wanted to get in there and mix it up with wrestlers and do weird stuff and just play the crowd and i i have so much respect for that his um before we bounce out of here uh his website again yeah uh i mean it's it's up to date man 2021 kenny casanova um it is up to date uh you can book him as a DJ for your weddings. Oh, he was also on Comedy Central's At Midnight. Good for him. Oh, yeah, well, seems like a pretty good platform for some some like up and coming comedians. Yeah, Gosh. internationally known. It says there's a uh, he has a celebrity gallery here, and it's just him with celebrities. Uh, let's see who's in it. I'm so curious. The you're kidding. Uh, no, the default picture is of him with Richard Simmons. Here we go. Um. Oh my goodness. I'm there. I'm looking. I'm. I'm. I just clicked on celebrity gallery. I'm. I can't wait to. Take There's journey. a picture of him really young with Mr. T. That's pretty cool. Uh, Love that. 
Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried. He has one picture of Gilbert Gottfried far away, and he's got one picture of Gilbert Gottfried close up, and it's the same picture. He just zoomed in a little bit and then renamed it. Good for him. Uh, Penn and Teller. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Yeah. Couple of picks with Richard Simmons. That's pretty cool. Screech. Hulk, yeah. Hulk Hogan. Hogan's wearing a bow tie too, so it must have been like at some sort of ceremony or something. That's cool. Vanilla Ice. Man. Vanilla Ice. Yeah, we just saw it at the same time. Also, R.I.P. Screech. Yeah, for real. Um, Chuck Palahniuk. And I love how he, he made sure to tell us who that was as if we didn't know. Appreciate you. Hey, some may not. So uh, he apparently, what is this COVID con? He had an event I think he was a part of called COVID Con here. Um, oh, wow. Yes. Sure was. That's amazing. Wait, I think this is forthcoming. This is forthcoming June 14th. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, this guy rules. Like, I'm sure he's like Big the fan. best, best hang, and he's just having a good time. You got to <sighs> check out his, you got to check out his, uh, his DJ, his <clears throat> DJ, uh, his DJ service page um, gallery too. He looks he looks like he throws a hell of a party. There's some really great people are dancing. People are into it at the the ballroom at the Ramada Inn. We well, got a, a high I mean, school look, dance. It's pirate themed going on. I'm gonna be honest. I'm sure the uh, the Pie Mafia makes an appearance periodically at his uh, his DJ. I mean, if if for example we were to have a DJ event by him, I would want the pie mafia to show up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you pay a little extra. Also, there's some interesting stuff here where he just has pictures of other people, uh, their wedding photos. Mm-hmm. So he has uh, like a, a man in a cowboy hat and a woman on a dock kind of in their wedding gear. Uh, he's nowhere to be found, but I, I'm assuming that he DJed their wedding. I would. Yeah, man. He does bar mitzvahs. This is amazing. Oh yeah, goodness gracious! This guy, he's. I think I know why. I think I know why you love. I think I figured it out. This man is a hustler. He hustles. Yes. He tries a little bit of everything. Yes. He's a he's a jack of all trades, master of some. I feel like he is a kindred spirit to both you and I in several ways, and he is he is the wrestling version of of that. I love. Those are my kind of people, man. Like, they're just doing it, doing the thing. And making life happen. These are, this is truly like what America is supposed to be made of: is men like Kenny Casanova. <sighs> yeah, so, uh, we didn't. Yeah, I can't. I cannot argue with you. I'm wondering. I don't. It doesn't even anywhere. Speaking to kayfabe, I don't see his actual name anywhere. Is Kenny Casanova his actual name? Do you not put it on his Wikipedia page? I don't see it anywhere, dude. I don't see it anywhere. No. Dude, he lives the gimmick. I love it. He he has to. He controls the narrative. He has no. Uh, we'll have to ask Mister and Mrs. Casanova of <laughs> Troy, New York. No, of Danville, Pennsylvania, and see if we can figure out who he was. Uh, Unbelievable. That's, a, that's amazing. Well, hey, I'm really pleased. You know, this is just. I feel like this in a lot of ways suits just kind of how I feel like America's going a little bit right now. We're vaccinating 3 million people a week. You know, like there's a Love little, it. there's a little hope on the horizon and Kenny Casanova, you know, he fits in that world. He fits in a world full, filled with hope. 
So I hope Kenny has a great Mania week. Hope you have a great Mania week, Will. And uh, yeah, thanks, yeah. For, thanks for doing the do with me. And I'm so excited for you next week to provide us with our main eventer and take us down a deep dive of delicious knowledge. It's going to be a tough act to follow, uh, Kenny Casanova. I will do my level best to to find somebody half as interesting as Kenny Casanova to carry us over the finish line next week. All right, my brother. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you all later. Later on. Later on.